Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Thank you very much. Thank you for that introduction. I can just skip half my message now. That was, that was what I wanted to say. But thank you for having me today. It is a real pleasure. And I am genuinely excited to be here and very grateful to Pastor Nicole and Steve for letting me come and trusting me with you guys today. That's a big deal. So thank you very much. Um, as Steve has stolen all my words, I am Perth born and bred. My parents became Christians when I was about four. We went to Shiloh Faith Centre, which was in Bowga years ago, uh, and that is now C3 Church Hepburn Heights. And the four of us, my brother as well, we're all still there, and we're now an extended family of 13. So we do love this church and all its campuses. Um, as Steve said again, uh, Ben and I, we've now been married for 11 years. He's at Hepburn Heights today. No, 17 years. So, <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> ben is so into anniversaries and dates. He's the husband that says, oh, babe, happy like getting together anniversary for six years ago or whatever. <laughs> I just get lost. We're married and we have three children, one of which is over there today and I love that 11.30 pickup. I am down with that. Ours is earlier at Hepburn Heights. So um, a little bit about me personally. I uh, love the beach. I love lying on my towel on the sand, swimming. I just need to look at the beach and I feel better. Thank God we live in Perth. Uh, Social media, I'm not so good at, so if we're friends or you follow me, I apologise. I basically just look for Pastor Nicole's coffee posts on Instagram because I truly do love those. Uh, I like movies, I like exercising, I equally like eating, so I feel like I have quite a good balance in my life. I have tried the less eating, more exercise. I didn't like it at all, so... Good for you who do that. I am not a fan of eating less. Importantly, I also love Jesus, which you'll be pleased to know the theme, purpose, centre of my message today. I could just yell if you like, am I back? I will do whatever. Um, he is the centre of my message. So just relax, we're in the right place today. And, thank you. And when I was thinking about what I could share with you today, I just really do feel excited about talking about Jesus. So yeah, come on. He is what we're here for That's today. Right. And we're going to be spending our time in the Gospel of John. Right. A few no notes on this Gospel is that the other Gospels had already been written. And since then, some false teachers had risen up saying that Jesus Christ was not the Son of God. Whoa. So John thought, I don't think so. And so his purpose <laughs> in writing his gospel was to emphasise the fact that Jesus was, is, in fact, the Son of God. Awesome. He was not a mere human. He was the Jews' long-awaited Messiah and the Gentile Son of God. That's mm. our Son of God. What he chose to include in his gospel highlights Jesus' divine power and glory. My hope for today's message is that as we focus on our Lord Jesus and his words as relayed to us by John, we will be reminded and encouraged of who exactly we have put our faith in 
and that any fears, hesitations or anxiety, any opposition to us living our lives to the full in 2019 cannot and need not stand against him. Great. So let's get started in John chapter 18 verses 1 to 6 where Jesus is about to be arrested. After saying these things, Jesus crossed the Kidron Valley with his disciples and entered a grove of olive trees. Judas the betrayer knew this place because Jesus had often gone there with his disciples. The leading priests and Pharisees had given Judas a contingent of Roman soldiers and temple guards to accompany him. Now with blazing torches, lanterns and weapons, they arrived at the olive grove. Jesus fully realised all that was going to happen to him, so he stepped forward to meet them. Who are you looking for? he asked. Jesus, the Nazarene, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. As Jesus said, I am he, they all drew back and fell to the ground. Wow. I am he. As Jesus said, I am he, they all drew back and fell to the ground. Yeah. To me, this is astounding. A group of soldiers and temple guards, so not just like a casual group of men taking a stroll. Jesus wasn't like hiding in the bushes and jumped yeah. out and scared them. <laughs> they were armed. They had yeah, torches, right. lanterns and weapons. There was intent in this visit. Yeah. There was a purpose. And as Jesus speaks mere words to these armed men, an intimidating group of men, yeah. they fall back to the ground. How crazy is that? Yeah. And it's not symbolic. This is an account of what yeah. happened. And I feel like we need a visual for this. So if, if we could just have some males, don't worry, you won't have to fall to the ground. <laughs> could we just have like a few men come and stand? You guys look friendly, you're dressed nice today. That's good. What, what I Can need us to that picture is that they've got weapons, they've got lanterns. Um, they look scary. They're also trained. They're like super. Simon, you don't look scary. You look so happy and friendly. They look that friendly. No. <laughs> they were on duty. They were working and they were there yeah. to arrest Jesus. Yeah. So they approach him like, look at them versus me. Not that I'm Jesus, but you get me. <laughs> I feel intimidated. If they come towards me, I'm not like, rah. I'm like, ugh. So this is the visual I want us to have, but add on the weapons and the whatever uniforms and that and the intent in their faces. Jesus says, I am he, and they stagger and fall to the ground. That's crazy. Thank you, gentlemen. I can think of some pretty shocking things I could say. That might make you stop in your tracks, mouth hang open, the old dropping of the plate in a movie scene yeah. when they get some crazy news. I've never done that. Someone <laughs> actually dropped a plate out of shop. No, no I've crazy. Cut, cut myself. <laughs> cut I've had bad off. news. Okay, <laughs> we recently told our kids that they were getting a kitten for Christmas, which we thought was big news. And all we got from that was a, yay, a, really? Like, are you tricking? Because Ben does trick a lot. And then, <laughs> yes, it's true. And to get our little one Lucy excited about our holiday after Christmas, we taught her to say, 
after Christmas, we're going on a holiday with a little jump. That was exciting. And, okay, those weren't huge. But a group of trained soldiers who knew what they were doing to actually stagger and fall to the ground at the words, I am me. Who is this Jesus? Well, let's look at who he says, I am in these statements he makes in John prior to this chapter. As we go through these, I encourage you to write each one down as something that you can come back to this year. Following the feeding of the 5,000, the people are seeking out Jesus and asking for a miraculous sign that will enable them to believe in him, because that's what we need. Mm. He responds saying, you're basically following me because I fed you guys, let's be honest. And yes, my father did provide your ancestors with manna from heaven, but now the true bread from heaven. In chapter 6, verse 35, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty In those times, and very much our times, bread wasn't as a staple food. Whether we love our carbs or not, and I do, (laughs) we can still appreciate that bread is a basic, nourishing, filling food for the masses. And having just been on our post-Christmas holiday in Dunsborough, I can fully appreciate this symbolism of bread as a sustainer (laughs) of life. Is there anything quite like a fresh loaf of bread from Yelling Up Bakery? That's still warm, Nicole. I know you're with me. Yes. Butter, it comforts you, it fills you. But then you return to Perth and just go back to your old store-bought loaves, which are, you know, they're okay, but not as satisfying. (laughs) Anyway, real life has to come. (laughs) Here, Jesus is saying that he offers a satisfaction that is everlasting. Yeah. While real bread can fill us temporarily. He will fill us eternally. Wow. And we so will good, not need or want Preacher. for anything else. Yeah. Yeah. May I ask you today, are we feeling satisfied or like nothing is ever enough? Like we are not strong enough, can't do it, can't fight it? What or who should I say is going to fuel and strengthen us yeah. for everything that awaits in 2019? Where will our strength come from? Yeah. Jesus is the bread of life. Yeah. Yes, amen. Moving on to chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. The light of the world, the light that is for everyone, not a light, the only light. This statement of Jesus makes me think of being out in the bush in Jigalong. It had to come up, didn't it? The koshas know this well. When you're out of the city at night, and for anyone who likes camping and getting away from the city, how beautiful are the multitudes of stars. You notice them so much more because they and the moon are the only light. Apart from them, there is only darkness. One of the last times we were there, we all, or a group of us, went out to look at the stars, we always like, guys, you've got to come out. When we bring a team from Hepburn Heights or any campus, we're like, come and check out the stars. And then, in the distance, was like a group of wild horses walking. We're like, come on, that's amazing, that's perfect. 
If Jesus is the light, our light, because we are the world, everything apart from him is darkness. And in darkness there is unknown blindness and fear. Light can be closely linked with the distinguishing between true and false, or seeing all as it really is when we believe in him. With light we can see, and by seeing we can know. Yeah. How are we feeling about 2019, church? Do we feel a lack of direction or purpose? Are we unsure of what lies ahead? Maybe we are fearful in the unknown. Maybe our workplace feels a bit like darkness from Monday to Friday. Hopefully not ours. <laughs> no. <laughs> and we get a bit lost in what's going on around us and maybe even drawn into it. Is Jesus the light of our world? Is Jesus able to shine through us wherever we are? Is he who we are looking to day in and day out for light, truth and direction? We have the bread of life and the light of the world. And now in chapter 10, verse 7, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. And he continues in verse 9. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and find good pastures. What does Jesus mean by this statement? He is the only way to salvation. You cannot get through. There is no other way except by Jesus. He is the door of salvation. In fact, the early church was actually called the way because that was the basis of their faith, Mm. our faith, that Jesus is the only way. Just as a shepherd would sleep across the entry or doorway to his sheep's pasture, Mm. so Jesus places his body between his sheep, us, and our enemies. And just as the sheep who come and go with the shepherd at their gate, with him watching over them, so we can come and go, finding good pastures. This is a privilege the sheep have, just as it is our privilege to go in and out, finding pasture, abundant life, fullness and freedom. Are we living life to the full? Are we finding green pastures, as it were, richness, joy, satisfaction in our lives? Or are we maybe feeling stuck or restrained and limited? Jesus then goes on to say in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. And in verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. A well-known verse, I'm sure. Jesus tells us that he is our good leader our good protector, the one who willingly gives up his life for the sake of his sheep. The good shepherd is driven by love. He cares and tends to his sheep. The shepherd has personal interest in the well-being of his sheep. The sheep are his and he loves them. They recognise his voice and follow him. In the presence of the shepherd, the sheep feel safe. They feel protected. They feel calm. Mm. They trust the voice of their shepherd and know that he will lead and guide them to safety and green pastures. He will lead them to where they need to be. Yeah. I've recently started letting my oldest two children, Harrison and Beth, 
ride to their friend's house and recently their cousins on their own without me. Ooh. All within our suburb, not like crossing major roads or anything. I have some standards. <laughs> um, I feel a bit nervous about it, but at the same time, I'm like, yes, go, partly leave me alone, but also <laughs> find a bit of freedom and independence yeah. away from mum. So, mm. so far it's going pretty well. <laughs> but before they leave, I always reiterate to Harrison, he's the oldest, that Beth's safety and her returning to my house is in his hands. <laughs> no pressure. 90% true. She has some, but I really want him to understand that. <laughs> And that Beth, oh, I expect him to lead the way, to slow down and stay with her if she gets tired. Yeah. Also to put the chain back on her bike, which <laughs> fell off four times on their last oh. ride. Oh, ben has since fixed. Thank you, Dad. He gave some tips. Ben obeyed. So it's all fixed now. But he did. He did very well. He was very patient. And I asked him to sacrifice his speed and his purpose. And to Beth I say, please just listen to Harrison, probably the last thing she wants to do. <laughs> Follow him. Even if you don't agree with him and you think it's safe to cross the road, don't. Yeah. Wait for him to direct you. I'm trusting Harrison to lead and guide and help Beth. Mm. And all I'm asking of Beth is to follow, ask for help and listen to his guidance. That's correct. Jesus is our leader and protector. Mm, yeah. Just as the enemies of sheep in the time this was written were wolves, lions, jackals, panthers and so on, we too face enemies in our lives. Mm. What is against us or trying to fill us with fear and anxiety at the start of our year? Are we trying to tackle these on our own or are we seeking out, listening to the voice of our good shepherd and finding safety and protection. We then read in chapter 11, verse 25, Jesus told her, this is Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. This is just before he raises Lazarus from the dead. We only become truly alive when we believe in him. Jesus has overcome death. Yes. In him is the death of death. Wow. Good. He is the end of death yeah. and the essence, the core of life for those who believe. Yeah. He is life and there is no real life apart from him. Yeah. Because of Jesus' death on a cross and resurrection from the dead, again, not symbolic but a witness to count, we who believe have eternal life. Yeah. While our physical bodies will grow old sadly and pass away, our souls will not. Yeah. Once and for all time, Jesus paid the price for our sin and took away the sting of death for yeah. us. Do we here today look forward to eternity or do we fear death? Does that fear consume us sometimes or all the time? Have we let the truth of Jesus' resurrection and victory over death fill us with joy and hope? Yeah. Has it changed our perspective on earthly death and given us the true meaning of life? Mm. Jesus' next I am statement sums it all up. John 14, verse 6. Jesus told him, Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No one can come to the Father except through me. Jesus is everything, all that we need now and in the future. There is no other way to be reconciled to God. No other way for our relationship with God that was broken by sin to be restored. And without relationship with God, we are in darkness. We're on our own, fumbling in the dark. We are lightless. We may think we're okay, but without the light of the world, the truth, we are in fact blind and operating in that darkness. Maybe you are sitting here today and you don't know Jesus. You're hearing these statements and realising that you may have heard of him, but you don't know him. Maybe you once did, but your relationship maybe has dried up and become distant. Jesus Christ is who he says he is. And he is that for you. He is all that you need. And all he asks you to do is start by inviting him into your life, just as you would invite someone you wanted to get to know for a coffee or over to your place to get to know you. Jesus is waiting for an invite into your life too. That's right. That's the start of your relationship with Jesus. It's that simple. If I can ask that we all close our eyes just for a moment, I want us to give a want to give us a chance before I finish the rest of my message, just to think about where you are at with Jesus today. Is today the day that you want to invite him into your life, or maybe invite him back into your life? I'm going to say a prayer now that simply does that, and I would like to invite everyone in this building to repeat it after me. Whether this is the first time, second time, or 300th time, the significance of it never changes. Before I start, if you are saying this prayer for the very first time because you want to invite Jesus into your life, or you are praying it again as a significant reopening of your relationship with Jesus, could you please just raise your hand and let me and the QB team know just so that we can acknowledge you and help you take your next steps following this initial prayer. If you want to just raise your hand, if this is a significant prayer for you the first time, or again, you want to invite Jesus back as Lord in your life. Thank you. That's great. You can put your hand down once I've acknowledged it. Thank you. just want to repeat after me this prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for all that you are and all that you have done for me. Thank you for all that you are and all that you have done for me. Today, I want to invite you into my life and receive forgiveness for my sins. Today, I want to invite you into my life and receive forgiveness for my sins. Through your life, death and resurrection on the cross. Through your life, death Death and resurrection on the cross. Please come into my life and help me to know you more. Please come into my life and help me to know you more. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You can open your eyes. Thank you. If you didn't raise your hand but feel like that was a significant prayer for you, please come and speak with myself or any one of the QB team. We would love to help you take your next steps.
And finally, the last I am statement of today can be found in chapter 15, verse 1 of John. Jesus says, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. In verse 5, he continues, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We are the branches. We feed on the true vine. The true vine is our provider. Our life, our health, our fruit is all dependent on the vine. Branches do not come and go from the vine. <laughs> That's right. They remain attached no. and they grow larger, stronger mm. and produce fruit. Just as we draw life from the vine, Jesus, we don't come and go from him. We remain in him. We stay connected on a daily basis and only thrive, live life to the full and feel completely satisfied with his bread, light and leading in and for us. For us as Christians, that means we have a personal, on our own time with God as a main priority in our lives. We read the Bible and get to know God. We pray. We go to a small group. We come to church regularly. Hello, everybody. (laughs) And we encourage and can encourage others. We can listen to podcasts and preaching. We can listen and sing to praise songs at home in our car. There are so many ways these days that we can remain in our true mind. How are we going to thrive in 2019, church? Are we going to seek our strength, our success, our energy and motivation from the world? Are we tired of trying to achieve things in our own strength? trying to produce the good things in our lives on our own? Or are we going to stay connected to our true vine and receive his energy, sustenance and life? Today we have looked at seven I am statements. If we can all please stand together as these come up on the screen. Thank you. Beautiful. (laughs) I am he. Oh no, I don't know if you can still see me. I'm still here. Yeah. I am He, the bread of life, the light of the world, the gate of the sheep, the good shepherd, the resurrection and the life, the way, the truth and the life, the true vine. He is everything. Where else? Who else would we want to go to? Who else would we want to? If we could all just close our eyes again and just picture the group of men we had standing out the front here earlier as we read chapter 18. Or maybe you want to create your own visual of Jesus standing in the Olive Garden before a group of armed men, soldiers there to arrest him. And when he speaks, when he declares who he is, A simple I am he, they all fall down. And now I want you to consider what opposition, what fears, unforgiveness, anxieties, maybe even what poor habits or behaviours are standing between you and life to the full this year. I'd like you to choose one, two, or maybe all of these statements 
and declare them over these things in your life. Let them and see them all fall down at the feet of Jesus today. Hear him declare that I am he into your life today as you consider who he really is. Be reminded of his love, his overcoming power, his sovereignty, and see that nothing can overcome Jesus. Whatever you are facing cannot stand against him. He will not be overcome, and neither will you. That's right. Maybe here in this moment, your opposition, fears, anxieties, maybe you see them, feel them fall at his feet right now. Or maybe you need to do this in your personal, at-home time with Jesus for a month, even the whole year, drawing near to him and receiving a revelation of who he is and who he is for you. Our actions from this message can be to take these I am statements and memorize them, declare them over your life and circumstances this year. Repeat them over and over until they have sunk in from your head to your heart. This is who our Saviour is. And whatever comes against you cannot stand against him. He is all that you need. I just want to give you another moment. Just you and him this morning. Let him declare that I am he into your world, your life today. Jesus, I thank you that you are here with us today. I thank you that nothing can stand against you and nothing can overcome you. You are all that we need. And as we have declared who you are over our oppositions, our fears and challenges today, they have fallen at your feet. We declare that in faith today. They do not compare. They have no place in your presence. You are the way, the truth, and the life. Here and now, I pray for each one of us to have a new and fresh revelation of who you are. Your statements and who you are are astounding, mind-boggling, and wonderful. I pray that for each one of us here today, your statements would move from words to convictions in our heart of hearts. May we know you more and more, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. 
we encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give. 